Welcome to the Everyday Heroes podcast. What I wanted to do in this conversation is actually not do a conversation with a guest and walk them through their story. What I wanted to do was give you some insight into each of the stages of the hero's journey that I have a question that I ask each of our guests about so that you get a better understanding for yourself and can see where you might be on your own journey and some of the things that might help you feel understood, but also help you see what the next stage might look like. So on this hero's journey, again, you're going to be able to hear all of those stories from people on the podcast before. You're also going to recognize some of these stages from any movie that you watch. This hero's journey arc literally is the oldest form of story narrative that we have from when we were first able to tell stories to each other, because that's her knowledge and guidance and tips and strategies not to die. This is literally how we learned. We learned through stories. There's a really good book. It's called The Storytelling Animal. And it says that we are not homo sapiens. We are homo fictus. We are fiction-loving animals, storytelling animals. So the first stage on any hero's journey is this call to adventure. And if you think of Frodo in Lord of the Rings, the call to adventure is this ring and putting it into Mordor, uh, I think into fire it is in the movie. So when you get that call, when you recognize that call, there's a dissonance or a tension within you because your reality is not matched up to the alternative adventure you are drawn towards. So that initial call to whatever the adventure is for you can sometimes be really uh, nerve-wracking, scary, a little bit um, frightening. But when you listen to yourself, you will hear this, get this sense that that's the path that you're on. If you trust in that voice, that's one path you would move forward through the hero's journey. If you ignore that, it can sometimes turn to grief. And grief is really just the mourning of what what could have been. So for example, if you grieve a person, you're grieving the memories and the things that you could have done but won't now be able to do. So again, reality does not match the expectation or story in your mind. So when you ignore the voice or the call to adventure, and this will typically happen potentially a few times, because we have to, again, build up trust in our own inner voice, our own inner wisdom. We have to come back to self-confidence and having the confidence and conviction to back yourself and trust the intuition that's telling you this is the path to go on. So instead of grieving the life and adventure you could have had, let's say you choose to trust in that voice. You will experience excitement and nerves in equal measure around this. Because when you decide, and this is again, maybe one of those kind of key parts of this conversation is, Making a decision 
is the secret to leaving that stage and not moving to maybe anxiety about what could have been, grief about what could have been, any of those kind of negative feelings around the adventure or life that you're called towards. Excitement and nerves are actually the same emotion. They're just different feelings, different labels for the same emotion. The emotion is one of maybe sweaty palms or like a nervousness in your in your chest, the kind of tightness. The breathing will be a little bit more shallow. You might think a little bit more agitatedly, whereas it's the same emotion. That's the same signal. The label or feeling is literally up to you to decide whether you are going to choose that to be called uh, nerves or excitement. Nerves about the journey ahead or excitement about the journey ahead. Again, that's up to you to decide. And you will feel a, what I have read and kind of, I think I can say it is like, thanks, Ludi, a, like a burning in your heart. It's like this opening to your, to the world of who you are. It's like a vulnerability to say you're willing to stake you reputationally on you and your place in the world. And so instead of kind of closing down and retreating back to not following through on what you want, you are opening your heart to be both hurt and um, like experience joy, experience life fully. And again, in equal measure, you might experience fear, but also excitement. So that opening of your heart to both yourself and then opening that to the world is really profound. And lots of kind of wisdom, um, literature, or anything got to do with kind of enlightenment and the Buddha and any of that kind of stuff. But even just scientifically, I always link it back to heart and physiology. So your heart is a valve. It opens and it closes. It opens and it closes. Ludi is falling here beside me. It's so funny. The most profound part of the conversation, and she is falling around. This opening of your heart literally releases energy throughout your body. So again, imagine the release to of energy towards the adventure that you're choosing when you open your heart. Most of the time, the way to have an open heart is not to close if we refused the call to adventure, we would close our heart or ourselves to the world. And refusal of the call is actually the next step in the hero's journey. So this is where you doubt yourself, doubt your abilities, doubt you know what to do, doubt you're ready. And these can be your doubts or limitations in your mind. Or you might also believe other people's stories and beliefs about what's possible or not possible, what a good job, let's say, looks like, or what a good job doesn't look like. And that doubt literally is just fear on either your side or the people that love you side. So its intent is to keep you safe. Its intent is survival. But survival will not bring who you are to the world. It will not energize you about the world, moving into growing and becoming 
your best self or just pursuing growth within yourself is so energizing. And those limitations and fears yourself and other people have will hold back that potential. So in this refusal of the call, which again is that kind of next stage in the hero's journey, we might have made the decision. We have to uh, make peace with some of this doubt coming up. But those stories and limitations, if you imagine two things, A and B, A is staying the same, B is moving forward. With A, those stories and limitations are arguing for why A is true why you must stay still, why you must not grow, why you must stand still. And this evidence of security being better than fulfillment or growth will play out. And this evidence will put you in a state of fear. So navigating this fear, listening to the message and recommitting to your journey to something greater than your fears, to something greater than the environment you're within, to something greater than the kind of cages we set up in our minds and in our hearts that hold us back, you will commit to breaking through that and walking through that. So we've talked about the call to adventure, and you'll hear me ask questions like, what adventure you want at the moment? What chapter are you writing? All that kind of stuff. So that's some of the reasoning behind that question. The next is that refusal of the call. What stopped you? What doubts crept up? What stories did you believe about yourself that maybe had to encourage you to recommit to your journey and to the adventure that you're on? So they're the first two stages on the hero's journey. Hopefully this has been interesting and maybe gives you a little bit more clarity about those first two stages. If you think you're at one of those stages, I think a useful thing to go back to is just committing and making a decision. Indecision stops, I would say, the hero's journey. You are on a hero's journey. There's maybe a decision you're not making. Make the decision. Let me know if that was interesting, helpful. Any tips or strategies that you picked up from what I talked through? And we'll talk about the next two stages in the next podcast. Thank you for listening.